0: So start with the Temer al just a one P.S. from the last Temer al We were discussing last time Pidim Rabben at night. Someone sent me an email with a passage from the Halicha Shlomo, from Shlomo Zalman Orbach. I assume it's uh, the one on Shabbos, I, I, I think, but in footnote number 59, I, I only see the bottom of the page. I don't know what chapter it is. It says that the Shach quotes this Minag, that in general we only do Pidyon Beyom, but Rav Shalmuzalman said, bizmanenu noagim liftos l'charchila gam belai l'komo beyom. That nowadays l'charchila we do even at night. And l'chein amar pam Rabbeinu l'kohen m'nechtei ha-Shach that there was even a uh, descendant of the shach who's the one that quotes that minhag, who was a kohen and who said, you know, I should really insist that the pidyon only be done during the day because I'm a descendant of the shach, and Rosh and said, nah, don't worry about it. So I was unaware of that. That's very interesting. I don't know if that's the minhag of all but that would certainly explain why some are not concerned about doing pidyon ben balayla. Okay, so let's, uh, let's move on now. New, uh, new topic. So I, 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 we're going to discuss today the halacha of eating milk and flesh on the same table, not, uh, not e- you eating them both, because that's obviously us but same table, having someone having milk, someone else having fleshik, happens all the time in a variety of different settings. Lemushel, you're in a yeshiva, and you sit down with your lunch at the table, someone else comes and brings their lunch to the table, and you're each having different things. Or you work in an office, and uh, you're having one thing to eat, someone else, you know, they have a cafeteria area, someone else brings either uh, something of the other min, you're having their inflation, or you work in a non-Jewish office and someone else is bringing non-kosher—is that the same problem as having milk inflation? Something to think about. Or you're on a uh, Chalamoe trip or something, and you're in, uh, so you sit in the sukkah that they build in Hershey Park or something like that, or that they build in, uh, you know, one of these public places. So you sit down at one of the tables with your, uh, with your, uh, uh, I don't know, pizza, and someone else comes and sits down with their deli sandwich. So uh, do you have to move, or you let to be at the same? Table. So let's discuss this halacha. There's a Mishnah chulin Kof Kimbal beza tells us that if you're eating meat, you're not allowed to have uh, gvina on the same table that you're having meat. Gvina, of course, is cheese. cheese. Right. So there are two reasons that are offered by the Rishonim. The Rashi explains that Chazal are worried that the food might touch each other and Ubolos and Mizun, they'll absorb flavor from each other and then you'll come to eat it. Meaning it's going to be just hard to like build a, a barrier between them. Some crumbs might get, some pieces might get from one to the other and that's going to be a problem. The Ran, and it's quoted by the tourist, says that no, you're not allowed to put them on the same table because you might reach over and grab something off of the other guy's plate. So you're eating a deli sandwich, he's eating, cheese. This, you might just go and grab one off of his plate. The main nafka between the Rashi and the Rad Nafkamina might be something that's not likely to just uh, end up, you know, getting all over the place. Like let's say you have uh, milk in a uh, in a container, so it doesn't, you know, when it spills, you know it spills. It's unlikely for it to happen that something is going to get a little bit is going to get mixed in, and you're not going to notice. That's why the Rashash makes an interesting deal. The Rashash says, you know, that's the first mission. Parakala Bassa. And Misha starts out by telling us that you're not allowed to eat any basar with chalav, and then it says, And you're not allowed to have on the shulchan any basar with gvina. It's switched from chalav to gvina. So it says rashash you know why it's switched? Because chalav is not really a problem. It's not really going to mix. Gvina is actually going to mix, because you're going uh, you're, you're to smear some uh, cheese, and some of it is going to get all over the place, or you're going you're to, if you have like those big blocks of cheese that need to be uh, sliced or something, so little, little bits of it may get, may get all over the place, something like that. Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, this is the machlokas between Rashi and the Ran. Now it seems that this whole issue is one big fat gzera-legzera, and the Gemara already asks that kasha. Isn't this a gzera-legzera? What would be the worst-case scenario? Let's assume, like we normally assume, which is like the shita of the Ran, that the concern is you're going to eat what the other guy's eating. You're sitting there having your deli sandwich, but his cheese blitzes look fantastic. So you're going to grab one, and you're going to put it in your mouth. So what did you now do? What did you now violate? An iser derabanan, but I'll take it even a step further. What the Gemara asks, the Mishnah says, even if you're eating chicken, you're not allowed to do this. Chicken and milk in the first place is only derabanan. That you might eat milk right after chicken an additional dira If they weren't cooked together, it's only a du-ra-banan. And now we're going to make another Dirabanan on top of that that you're not allowed to eat at the same table. So the taz on the spot in Shulchanoruch in uh, Simon Pei says, yeah, gavna gazrin and In such circumstances, we make a gzera requires a little bit of clarification, like what circumstances, when. When do we, when don't we make a gzera l'gzera. So that's an interesting topic in its own right. Tosus Masechus Brachas Tafin Gimbal Writes that we make a zero when you have a situation of Iloha lo kai maha, that if this k'zara wouldn't, wouldn't uh, be made then the first k'zara wouldn't last anyway, so that's when we would make k'zara l'k'zara, or very likely we make k'zara l'k'zara when things are very likely to cause problems, so chazal are maybe allowed to make that extra harchaka when they think that the chance of a problem is very very high, but be that as it may this is the isser, so some details about the isser, the shah Teaches that although a person is not allowed to put milk and meat on the same table, non kosher meat can be on the same table that you're eating kosher food on. Why? Because you're never going to come to eat something that's not kosher. You're not going to be uh, in the middle of eating your uh, gefilte fish. And then we just had a canvas meeting yesterday and uh, uh, somehow gefilte fish came up and the woman said, I don't know, I just can't. I can't bring myself to gefilte fish yet. She's not, so we weren't sure if she's ready to be Jewish. But <laughs> let's say you're having some gefilte fish and the other person is having a cheeseburger. Come on, there's no chance that you're going to go and grab the cheeseburger off the other person's plate, says the Shach. A uh, religious Jew stays away from non kosher food all the time. Milk and meat are both kosher. Generally, So there is a concern. You may forget yourself and you may grab something off the plate. Says the Shach, oh yeah, then what about chametz be Pesach? The uh, Shach points out that in Hilchas Pesach, Shuba like Sarashba that uh, you're not allowed to eat on a table where there is chametz, uh, but no Jew would ever grab chametz on Pesach. Says the Shach, you can't ask from chametz on Pesach. I would have said because chametz on Pesach, chametz is mutter the whole year. So Jews do sometimes eat chametz. That's not what Shach says. Shaq says, because chametz is asr b'mashahu. A little crumb of chametz gets into anything and the whole thing becomes asr. So you see these tremendous chumras that you have by chametz. That's what Tulsus writes in the first dafim, that chametz has gevaldical chumras, even in the Torah itself, that you're not allowed to own it. And that's why the Rabbanon made dinim, that you have to search for it and destroy it. You don't find this by other Israel. So we have special chumras when it comes to chametz, but the Shach. Doesn't point to those chumras. He just says, just the, the chametz b'mashu chumra that there's no bittel. That just a mashu would ruin you. That's why you're not allowed to eat. Uh, you're not allowed to eat at a table where there's chametz on Pesach. The, uh, the so that's halacha number one uh, the, uh, relating to this uh, to this Indian, That if you're eating non-kosher food, it, not you. If the other, if there is non-kosher food on the table, while you're eating kosher food, that's fine. There's no such gezerah, But if it's chametz and it's that's not fine. What about what about a situation where you already had lunch? You had lunch an hour ago and it was a delicious fleece of lunch and now you're sitting down with a bunch of people who are eating pizza, and you just want to hang out with the chevra. They're all eating pizza. You're fleishes. So you're not allowed to eat the pizza, but you're not eating right now. Is it usher to sit at the table with people who are having milchik? So the uh, badeh shulchan quotes from a tshuva based Yaakov, who says that it is usher to sit at the same table with someone who's eating milchik. But the primagadim in Sivkat and Beis says that nah, you can't make another gzeira. You know it's already a zerahzera, which uh, Bakoshi we allowed. But uh, another gzaira that you're not even gonna allow, even when you're not eating and you just happen to have had milk gz- or fleshiks gz- before, come on, that far we're not going to we're not going to go. And I think that's generally the assumption that if you already finished your fleshik g- meal and someone else, your friends are just sitting around having some pizza, that you're allowed to sit at the table as long as you're careful not to eat what they are eating. The Shulkharch mentions another halacha that that if it's not your table that you're eating on, but your counter on which you're preparing the food, you're allowed to have milk and Flayshik's right next to each other on the counter. Less of a concern that you're going to come to eat because you're not sitting to eat. You're just preparing the food, so you don't need to have separate milchags and Flayshik's counters. You can prepare milchags and Flayshik's on the same counter at the same time. Now, there are a number of exceptions to this uh to this iser. uh the gemara in maseches chul and davkov zayin and Beis teaches that if you have two people who are sitting on the same table and they don't know each other then one person is allowed to eat meat and the other one uh milichid, the other one dairy the gemara goes on to say that nowadays it's only asr when it's kain tfisa achas without explaining what that means so what exactly does that mean so the first Allah we know very clearly that the Gemara says, strangers, people who do not know each other, there's no concern. Why is there no concern? Because the whole concern is that you might come to grab something off their plate. That is an extremely antisocial behavior for a person to do with a total stranger, to grab something off their, their plate. And that's why says, Dafka, Bishnei bin Adama Makirim says, but Noim Shein Makirim says, Mutter. And that is. Uh, and that is how we certainly, we certainly paskin. Um, the, uh, the, the, the Shulcharach says and if the two people know each other even if they are enemies and they would never share their food with each other it's still going to be us so it's a low plug we don't uh, distinguish between whether they're enemies or friends, the second kula that we, or the second uh, exception to this isr is uh, when the Gemara says ke'in tfisa achas, an number of the understand that it means that you, if you make a heker in between you make something to break, to wrap Recognize that something that this is unusual and therefore it will remind you not to eat off of the other person's plate. Shulchan Aruch Paskins this as well in Simon Pei Ches, Siv Beis. Shulchan says, uh, what would be a good hacker? ochel al Everyone eats off of their own mappa, off of their own placemat. We have such a similar thing in Hilchus Nida. When you're eating together with Ishtonida with your wife and she's in Nida, you also need a hacker and each one eating off of their own placemat is fine. That uh, presumes that that's actually a hecker, that you don't normally use placemats and eat off of your own placemats. But if you normally use placemats, then probably just having placemats, separate placemats, is not enough. It could be argued, though, that when one person is eating a the other person is eating a having different colored placemats, one that's a milk, one, that, one that's a flashek one, would work. The Shulchan writes, another example is, even if they're <laughs> reading on the same mappa, but they put, b'nei pas lehekera, mutter. They put bread in between them as a heker. That, too, is mutter. The Ramah adds, if you eat from the bread, that's no good. That's not a hecker That's just part of the meal. But if you, it has to be something that's there just as a reminder. So this is not a bread meal. This is not bread that you're eating from. In fact, the Ramah says, if you're eating milk, the other person is eating flesh, and vice versa, you're not allowed to be eating from that bread, because you're not allowed to share bread when one person is eating milk, and the other person is eating flesh. The Ramah says, another possibility. Possible Hacker is a pitcher that uh, you drink from if it's not normal for you to have the pitcher on the table. They used to have like a bar on the side where they would get their drinks from and they didn't keep drinks on the table. That was not so classy to keep drinks on the table. So if that's the case, that would be a hacker. The key is you're looking for something that wouldn't normally be on the table. So it would be something that's uh, recognizable. I used to say a cell phone, but I think now cell phones are very commonly on the table. So I'd say you're wearing your, uh, your Fitbit, you take off your Fitbit, you're not gaining any steps or anything anyway, you're doing the opposite. So you, you know you can put your Fitbit on the on the table and uh, that will would be uh, would be a hacker. Um, now, where does the hecker have to be? So Yalkut you know, Yosef writes that the hecker needs to be put in between them, not on the side of the table. The whole point is, on your way to go grab the food, you'll realize that it's there. And also, it has to be something that has a certain substance or height to it. You certainly can't just put like a postage stamp or something as a uh, as a hecker or a ring or something like that. Um, the Peskhi Shuva says that if two people are sitting very far apart from each other and so far apart that they can't reach each other to pass things from one to the other, that would be enough of a hacker. You don't even need a hacker in that situation because again, there's no concern that you're just gonna accidentally or uh, unthinkingly grab something. By the time you get up to go to get it, you'll realize now there, there there are certain cases where at least some posts can hold that even with a hacker it doesn't work. Yalkut Yosef writes in Sivka and Chavalev that if a person is sitting alone and eating meat, you cannot have any Milchuk dishes on that table, milkic foods on that table. Because Yalkut Yosef argues as Rabbi Sak Yosef Karmashif Rabbi, you need like a double defense system. Number one, you need a heker. Second, someone else who might be able to remind you, Hey, wait a second, your inflation don't eat this milk. Right? That's and if there's no one else there, it's just food sitting there, even with a hacker, not good enough. You have to remove the food from the table. You have to remove the milichig food from the table when you're eating falashigs. That's what he suggests, and he therefore even takes it one step further, and he says if you're eating falashigs and there's a young child at the table eating milichigs, even with a hacker, not good enough. Why? Because the child's not going to remind you. The child's not, not mature enough to, to think of that way to be able to remind you. Both of those things are an enormous Kiddush, and I don't think it's Pashu Pshat, And in fact, the Chachmas Adam, quoted by the Badei says that, uh, that we don't have to be Machmir for either one of those things. Um, now there is a similar notion of a heker in Hilchos Nida. Shuva quotes that the Masas bin Yamin in Hilchos Nida writes that you know the Allah is in Nida when you're eating with your wife while she is a nida, you also need a heker even if you're both eating kosher food, which ideally you should, and uh, and you're both eating of the same the same type of kosher food. You're both eating meliches or you're both eating inflations. But when one is eating with ishton you need some sort of hecker at the table. So the halach in Hilchus is, if it's not just the two of you, there are other people at the meal as well, then you don't need any heker. Then it's fine. So the Pisghi Tshuva in Simpen basar in says, oh yeah, so probably the same is true when it comes to eating Basr and Chalav. One person eating Basr another person is eating Chalav. As long as there are more people at the table, that's fine. That is a huge Kiddush to the point that it does not seem to be correct at all. The Badei Shulchan points out in the Biurim, no, 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 these are two totally different halachas. Why do you suppose it is that you need a hecker when a man is eating with his wife when she's a What's the purpose of the hecker? Stop them from being romantic, right? So you know what's not romantic? When there are other people at the table. Why do you have a hecker when you're eating basar and chalav? Because you don't want to eat the chalav while you're eating basar. We're afraid you can not come to eat it. A bunch of have around, you ever go to a restaurant with like 10 people or whatever, like a big group. So what do the people often do? The larger the group, the more likely it is to happen. Everyone shares, you know, a bunch of dishes in the table. So I don't know. I don't know if we can rely on that kula. Even though the Pisachet shuba quotes it, it seems very, very difficult to rely on that uh, on that kula. Um, the, uh, the the so uh, okay. So those are some of the halachos of uh, of eating milk, having one person eating milk while the other person eating meat on the same table. Okay.